The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is probably Friday, October 29th. If you are listening to this podcast, if you are watching with us live on YouTube, and I'm not sure if you're aware, but we do have a live YouTube show for every Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday night recap, and Thursday at 1 p.m., we do picks live on YouTube. And now, recently added, Tuesday at 1 p.m., the one, the only, Ryan Wilson, hosting an NFL draft mock or NFL mock draft show, Tuesday, 1 p.m., live YouTube exclusive. So if you're if you if you're listening, throw us a bone, go to YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, hit the subscribe button, press the little bell button, you'll get alerts when we go live. Or if you are currently watching on YouTube, press the like button. If we get to a certain number of likes, Debo will authorize a giveaway. If it were up to me, I would just give stuff away, but I, it's not up to me. Debo in charge. So uh, we may give away a pint glass. Why don't we have a Debo? Why don't we have a, a tiered uh, a tiered giveaway system tonight? Pint glass. Mm, pint glass. Can I win that? No, yeah. you're not eligible, nor is your child or your wife. Please don't ask again. Joining me to break down the game, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, fellas? Hey, hey, and hey. Breach and I missed out. We both had the Cardinals winning that game and covering. We both got slapped around. And as been has been the case, Breach, the last three Thursday nights, Brinson has been, uh, he's victorious. He's 3 now. Well, that didn't, that didn't bode well for my Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's a good start for us and a good start for you for now. Both both uh, both weeks, I was like, man, uh, yeah, I hit the Thursday night game. I'd get loose. And, and shout out to Jason Lock and Fora, who was the only one who took the Packers straight up. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't do that. By what the way, coming into this game, I was six zero and one picking Packers games this season. Unbelievable. This is this is my favorite um, sub, like a little subplot of twenty. Subtweet of the pick six oh, subplot. Like Wilson has never. I've worked with you for fifteen years. You have never cared about your spread record. Zero cares about your spread record. Nor like if somebody mentioned it, you're like, eh, whatever. Now you're doing deep dives into what your record is on Packers games. That's because someone tweeted the, that place always that tweets when I'm in first place every week. They oh, tweeted okay. that out before the game. Okay, that's the only reason I know that. Or Wilson literally has a chalkboard, 32 chalkboards in his basement where he documents each time he gets a point spread pick right for each team. Yeah, I'm not doing that. That's my thing. That wouldn't be surprising at this point, to be perfectly honest. So you just went for the, the Packers, though. The Green Bay Packers, uh, and by the way, we'll on these Thursday night, Monday night, and maybe Sunday night games, we uh, we will go live early if the game is good and, and it's enjoyable at the end. So if you're, you know, again, that's why you turn on alerts. You can come hang with us before the game ends. Then we do the show, and then we'll do a little uh, overtime afterwards, depending on, uh, you know, if we got interest in the chat for that or not. But this game ended. Green Bay Packers 24, Arizona Cardinals 21. The, pack, the Cardinals fall to 7-1. and one. There are no more undefeated teams left in the NFL. Yikes. Week 8. That's a pretty good run. Oh, yeah. 
Seven is pretty good. Would not have uh, pegged the Cardinals. You probably made some money if you picked the Cardinals to do that. The Green Bay Packers moved to seven and one as well. And I believe that that would, it is right, isn't it? Did yep. didn't update their standings that quickly. Um, We're both seven and one. I know. Yeah. So Green Bay now the number one seed in the NFC, Arizona the two seed, Tampa the three seed at six and one, Dallas the four seed at five and one, the Rams the five seed at six and one. Clearly that stuff can change as we go into uh, Sunday's action and then out of that. But, um, well, did you, this is a huge win for the Packers, bottom line. That's, that's, I mean, I think it's an obvious takeaway. They lost Devontae Adams and Alan Zard. They're one and two wide receivers to COVID issues. Aaron Rodgers now moves since the start of 2019 to seven and zero when he doesn't play with Devontae Adams, which is really impressive because Devontae Adams is arguably Arguably the best wide receiver in football, but probably mm-hmm. top three or top. I mean, certainly a top five wide receiver. Number two behind Jamar Chase, <laughs> maybe. And uh, we got this amazing. Uh, it's you know, <laughs> yeah. I heard I hear that people um, in in art circles and uh, uh, professional ink circles are calling this surprised Ryan Finley. This photo of Aaron Rodgers lying on his side. I'll be honest with you. I saw this picture and I said, now that's something I wouldn't mind having on my on my arm. But again, we're still waiting for breach. Oh, by the way, shout out to uh, our buddy. Um, who tweeted that at us? Let me see real quick. You can keep talking. I'll find it. Okay. Um, uh, am I supposed to keep talking? Yeah, keep talking. I'm okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, like Wilson was saying, shocked Ryan, shocked Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I thought that um, Rodgers was, you could tell how much this game meant to him. I, I thought because of the way that he was reacting when uh, various receivers were not m- making plays. And by various receivers, I mean Amari Rodgers and uh, uh, Winfrey, Winfrey who's first, yeah. who's first, Jalen Winfrey, maybe. Sure, I thought he played pretty well, having never heard of him prior to 8 p.m. tonight, for sure. But I, my, my point is that they, those two guys, had played 39 snaps combined coming into this game in their NFL careers. Rodgers is a, is a rookie and he has all 39 offensive snaps. Winfrey had, I don't think he played an offensive snap in his career, and they're out on the field on Thursday night football against an undefeated team playing with Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers was like. Doing the, you know, he was the, big time in him. Yeah, I, I, but it doesn't it, look. He knows what he's doing. He's a good quarterback. Um, Aaron Jones ended up being the leading receiver. Cash that prop, baby. Moved from thirty-five and a half up to forty-four and a half. Still covered. He got fifty-one yards. I, honestly, you look at the Packers and not really an impressive offensive output. Uh, AJ Dillon, the leading uh, rusher, sixteen carries, seventy-eight yards. Aaron Rodgers, 22 or 37, 184 yards and two touchdowns. They got some beneficial field position. And I think you have to credit the offensive. I think if I'm if I was giving credit for this win to various Packers position groups, number one would be the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Number two would be the offensive line. And number three would be the running backs because the offensive line blocked well. The running backs fought hard. Number four would be the secondary. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, for sure. The defense played awesome for the Packers. The the running backs fought for extra yards, and the defensive line with Kyler Murray dealing with the third string center mm. really, really got after the presumptive MVP, MVP favorite, who probably is no longer in that uh, discussion. Really, he's, he's in the top five, but still, he's in the discussion. But yeah, no, I think that's right. Here's my takeaway: I think you hit all the high points, and I think that's correct. Huge win for the Packers. My Super Bowl hopes are still alive: Packers versus uh, Bills. But we, going forward, cannot make any more excuses for teams that have injuries. 
Sure. I'm, I'm laughing at a YouTube comment. They just uh, Jake, a looks like. Uh, for those listening uh, on their earphones, Jake Benninger le- leaves in the comments, holy ish, first time tuning into the YouTube video, and this is not what I expected Breach to look like. Fair enough. That sounds like something Sean Wagner McGuff would say. Yeah. But I, I think if you're not without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard and Jair Alexander's on IR, Kevin King's not out there, and uh, you have Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and uh, a guy named Winfrey who's never played before, Amari Rodgers who hasn't played very often, defensive backs for Sewell Douglas who's making plays at the end of the game, I don't think you can make excuses for any other team who has injuries. Because to go into Arizona and beat that team that was undefeated and had a high-powered offense and a really good defense and beat them in the way they did, and it wasn't pretty. I think you're right, Brinson, but the time possession was 37-35 to 22-25 in favor of the Packers. They took advantage of two turnovers. That Rondell Moore punt muff, I don't know what he's he knew he touched the ball. So they got the ball down to the one. Did they end up scoring or they touchdown or did they have to kick a field goal? Field goal. Uh, they kicked a field goal. Ugh. But still, yeah. they took they took advantage of the turnovers when they had the opportunities and all the credit to them. All the credit to, to what the Packers were able to accomplish. Well, Rondale Moore, first of all, might have had the worst game of anyone all year. Not only did he have the muff punt that led to the field goal, he didn't the ball bounce off his hands on Kyler Murray's first interception. That was a tough throw, wasn't it? No, I mean it went through the top of his hands, and the Packers intercepted. I mean, he's five eight. It was it was Rondale Moore's. It was like someone had Rondale Moore higher on the draft board. <laughs> no, I mean it. It was it was his no, fault right. that ball <laughs> got intercepted. And then after right. that happened, you had uh, that was the opening possession of the first half. The Packers turned around and drove fourteen yards for a touchdown off of that interception. So you look at those. Pretty two- sorry, I, I love the fact you said they drove 14 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> well, I, I am Fell being forward 14 yards for a touchdown. Yes, I'm being facetious. I'm saying that Rondale Moore cost the car, basically gave the Packers <laughs> a touchdown because they only had to drive 14 yards to get a score. Uh, so he, so his two turnovers gave Green Bay 10 points. And so when you talk about a go to the game, I think it has to be him. But you know, you're talking about the Packers here and. I mean, this, you can't overstate how big of a win this Aaron Rodgers just kind of willing this team to a win. And the fact that like this team played hardball with Rodgers over the summer looks so absurd now because there's no other quarterback in the NFL that would have won with 80% of their Mm. uh, receiving cast missing. I mean, that's, it's just, that's just it. Like Rodgers was just putting every ball where he needed to uh, running that offense efficiently. And I really think you can count on three fingers, maybe the number of quarterbacks that could have won this game in that situation. Like this was just a bonkers performance. And Brinson, I know you were saying the Packers offense didn't do much, but what they did do, they had three drives in this game that went over six and a half minutes. Yep. And that, you know, that's the key right there. I think those three drives went for a total of over 20 minutes uh, when you combine all three of them. And that's just on three offensive drives. And and so, so breach, the- those three drives were almost as much time possession as the Cardinals had all night, 22 minutes. Exactly. And so now the Cardinals aren't on the field. They can't score points. Boom. I mean, this was just a brilliant game plan. And you well, have a brilliant you know, quarterback watch, out there running it. If you watch CBS Sports HQ with myself and John Breach on Thursday afternoon, and you should do that because you know, we're trying to put money in your pocket or whatever, whatever we say. And um, Breach, Breach was like, Brinson is on the over? Classic Brinson. Oh, no, Brinson's on the under. Classic Brinson. I'm on the over here. I said, no, the Packers are the slowest paced team in all of professional football. I am on the under. Mm. That under doesn't hit 
with not for those three drives. When they get the Rodgers gets that clock down under five seconds on every single play. I mean, I don't know if I'm bragging about betting the under here. <laughs> the Packers <laughs> literally got stopped at the one yard line with two minutes left. And then AJ Green doesn't understand that you're supposed to turn around when a pass is yes. thrown to you. What is he doing? What uh, yeah. is he doing? Did, did the under hit or the over hit? I mean, under the hit. under hit. All right, all right. Just not yeah. one I would brag about. Doesn't matter how you get there. Hey, I'll brag about any win. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'll brag about any win. That's, that's By the fair. way, we'll see. We'll continue to test this theory of playing with and guys. Some Korean baseball overnight. You're going to hear about it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's your niche, Korean baseball. I think Robert Tanyan may be out for a while, too. That's also another concern because he, he jacked up his knee and didn't look good. Uh, so. A couple of different injuries. Uh, Robert Tanyan and Chase Edmonds both look like they were hurt. And Kyler Murray, by the way, uh, appeared to be, you know, limping off the field and, you know, also dealt with his dealing with a shoulder injury. Is or, He ran a lot, much more than we'd seen him run all season. He still only ran for 21 yards, but he, he had six quote-unquote carries. And, you know, early in the game, he ran the ball. And, and Troy was like, yeah, he's really protecting himself. It looked like he took a hit square in the kidneys. And uh, that was early in the game. And he already had his finger taped up, his pinky finger in his thrown hand. I think that probably affected the way he threw the ball because he is he missed uh, Christian Kirk down the field on what should have been a, probably a touchdown. Uh, he overthrew some guys, although he made an – I tell you what, that route that Trey Hopkins ran in the first quarter against Eric Stokes, Eric Stokes ran a 4-2-something at the combine. Spun around. <laughs> I've never seen a guy do a double move with the ball in the air, and that's exactly what Trey Hopkins did before he was unceremoniously flagged for face mask. Come on, you can't know. Uh, well, I mean, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Will, look, Wilson was complaining about the face mask because he, he he picked the because uh, you I'm, picked the, you he picked, was already in the end zone. Come on! Oh my god, you're ridiculous. Well, Hopkins caught that. It was a 55 yard catch. That was 56 percent of the Cardinals' yardage in the entire first half. Was that one play? That mm-hmm. tells you they didn't do anything after that touchdown. They only had 98 total yards, and 55 of it came on that play. So the Packers I, defense somehow got I, it. Doesn't make sense to me. Joe Barry, the defense coordinator, he was out with COVID, so they had other guys helping. But the, the, we just talked. The secondary played well, as Brenton mentioned. The front four played well. That's we hadn't seen that all year. Let me see. The Packers defense was twenty fourth according to Football Outsiders coming into that. The Cardinals defense was second, and the Cardinals defense looked like it had never seen a running back or how to tackle one. JJ Watt. I tried to say this on HQ earlier on Thursday. Nah, I don't know. JJ Watt matters for the run for stopping the run. I guess, but I mean, they Dude, had he's good football. I know, but they had Chandler Jones. They got. They got Chandler Jones is not like an elite run stuffer, I mean, he's but a, he's back is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's nice. That's, I'm just saying JJ Watt, the way JJ Watt plays, he is, even if he's not putting up big numbers and making eye popping, you know, uh, interceptions of Andy Dalton in playoff games, he is a, he is a guy that can really st- like step up and help stop the run. He's good. They look worse than the Packers defense that had ever looked at all the season. That's what was troubling. Well, and I mean, but knocking the Cardinals defense isn't necessarily fair because the Packers got 10 points on two combined drives where they drove 14 yards. So, but they struggled to stop the run. Like I, I eight, mean, in the it, middle yeah, of the field, great. It definitely wasn't <laughs> great, but they scored 24 points and 10 of them were gifted by Rondale no, Moore. So, I'm not worried so much about the score, but just the eyeball test of watching them struggle to get off the field. I thought that the Cardinals offense really struggled after DeAndre Hopkins left the game. I think he got yeah. injured. Uh, hamstring injury with about eight minutes left in the first quarter. And I don't think he came back until the fourth quarter. And coincidentally, when he was out in the second and third quarters, uh, the Cardinals basically did nothing. So it, it mm. maybe, you know, that's the guy Kyler looks to when he's in trouble. That's his favorite target. And you take him out of the equation and all of a sudden it looked like uh, he didn't know what to do when Hopkins was out. Well, one of his receivers doesn't even turn around with the ball thrown his way. So I can understand why he would be wanting Hopkins out there. 
Well, I mean, one of the things I was sort of thinking about, and I, I was trying to find a way to tweet it, but it didn't. It just didn't look like a yeah. It wasn't gonna be a good tweet, but uh, yeah, I, I you know, not the way to talk about it on here. You know, we forget <laughs> like how fragile NFL rosters are. You know, when we look at the Cardinals, we're like, man, yeah, this this team has Rondell Moore is their fifth or sixth option. This is a loaded like a loaded roster, and then all of a sudden DeAndre Hopkins goes down, and if your wide receivers are AJ Green, Christian Kirk. Um, Rhonda Moore and right. Zach Ertz actually played. He four targets Zach, four catches. That's a really that's a that's a above average good pass oh. catching core. Yeah, but it's really good. It's, no, no. I mean, it, all I'm saying is if you take Hopkins out, all of a sudden this becomes kind of a. Uh, I don't know. B. It's a B. Uh, B. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but it's not. It's not a. It's not undefeated. You know, no. trying to be number one seed in the NFC. You mentioned it's funny. You mentioned this on when we were on HQ on Wednesday, like the lack of. Larry Fitz maybe opens things up for these guys. I wonder if Kyler wanted Larry Fitzgerald out there once Trey Hopkins went out because at least he's a reliable guy that you know is going to catch the ball. And he's going to be where he's going to be. He might even turn around for passes that you throw to him. Yeah, he's old. He's got a serious show. They didn't want him there. All right. I don't know. Uh, probably not, not going to muff a punt. Uh, 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 look, it's causing an interception. Running Moore's a rookie. Settle down. They like Ryan Moore. Just those are rough mistakes. Can't have those when you're playing a team that's what's worse, making uh, physical mistakes or not turning around for a football that's thrown to you. You've been in the league for 20 years. Uh, I would say the second one. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe AJ Green. I, I can't wait to hear the explanation. We don't know what the explanation is right know. now, whether he didn't know the play call or he just that's didn't turn nuts. around. But th- this final play of the game. The Cardinals called a timeout. So they literally had a timeout to talk over what they were going to do. Kyler Murray throws the pass to A.J. Green, who never turns around. His back is to the ball. And was it Russell Douglas who was that? Yeah, Russell Douglas. You got it. R- Russell Douglas. Why, don't we, why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back off. and we'll talk about the end of game situations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, two possible questions about the end of the game. One, uh, which we discussed on the pregame uh, or the pre-show live stream, which you guys berated me on because Wilson can't imagine that I would have any concept of game theory. Um, the Packers have four. So they have third and one, third, third and goal at the one-yard line. After Aaron Jones, is, is, they think they scored. The game's probably over. They rule that it's not a touchdown. They, they get a false start. They back it up third and six. Aaron Rodgers runs it, gets tackled just short, a yard short. There's fourth and one at the goal. They go for it on fourth and one, and they don't get it. 
the debate amongst us was, do you kick to go up six or do you go for it to go up 10? My assertion. Oh, if you, if you don't mind. Five cent word. What's that? Is that a five cent word? Go ahead. Is that if you, if you go for it, you're up 10 and the game is probably over at that point. It's effectively over at that point. If you, and, and the other thing about that is if you go for it and don't get it, it brings into play for Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals, the possibility that they would kick a field goal instead. Like they're not, they're not going to force themselves to take to go for a touchdown. If they're down six, there's only one outcome. Either they don't score, either they score, or they don't score. And that's sort of my argument is you, you can't, I'm not saying he's like luring him into a, a honey trap, like a honey pot of kicking a field goal. I'm just saying if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you know, in the back of your head that you can kick a field goal and you may be less aggressive pushing the ball down the field uh, once you cross midfield and get into field goal range. And that's what I was trying to say in the heat of the moment. How, yeah, I don't uh, disagree with that. But, but so what, so how do we assess what they did on fourth down there? I mean, you could do third, the, the, the delay of game on third and one is really bad. Like, oh, whoa, could, we're talking. We're, I thought you meant the, I no, think about the car. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's borderline unacceptable. And then fourth down, the ball was batted down at the line or, you know, in the backfield or whatever. I'm fine with them going for it. Breach and I both were fine with them going for it because you still, I mean, if you, you go up a field goal and then what? Or you go up six points, you allow them to come down there and, and score the game winning touchdown, which we'll get to in a second. They probably had a chance to do for sure. Yeah, I'm, I, all I said was it's not crazy to kick the field goal, but obviously if you score the touchdown, the game's over, and that's what you want. You want to be, and you have you have to go one yard to end the game. As a head coach, I think my only concern would have been that my quarterback just got rocked. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, third and goal from the five, scrambles, tries to get in the end zone, and he gets rocked by at least three guys. I mean, he got jacked up. He was a little woozy getting up, and it was like, there's no timeouts. There's no time for him to recover. He has 40 seconds to run the next play. And so your, your banged-up quarterback has to like kind of digest everything. And Aaron Rodgers obviously won the best in the game, but if he didn't look like he was maybe 100% for that play. And so that would have been my only concern as the coach. But, yeah, I mean – it just the, the delay of game. Prisco's complaining about the, the Packers on the game there. I'm sure that's what he's complaining about because you can't have the delay game. That's inexcusable. Uh, they had third and goal at the one-yard line, got delay a game. Now they're at third and goal at the six or five and a half or whatever it was. Um, and then on fourth and one or fourth and goal from the one-yard line, Rodgers ended up throwing an incomplete pass to his boy Randall Cobb, who had a huge game with two touchdowns, mm. uh, but did not get a third one. And that is where... I mean, that was the start of the drama, that fourth and one play. It was like, oh, my God, Rodgers is going to throw the bass, even though he got crushed in the last play, incomplete, and now Arizona has it, and they only need a field goal. Did um, also on third and two, let's see, on, on second, th- oh, this is with about seven minutes left in the game, this, this started. Uh, on second and six at the Arizona 40 with Green Bay up three points. Aaron Rodgers hits uh, Winfrey for four yards. He, he That's when he fumbled it, but like, maybe secretly kicked it out of bounds. Like he was like kind of flopping at it and it yeah. isn't going out of bounds. He got lucky. Cause that would have been a, it would have been a touchdown for the Packers. If he, if he hadn't, if he hadn't fumbled, it might've been a he, touchdown for the, the, right. Exactly. The, ball had missed the his- other way for the Cardinals. If, if it stays in bounds, right. They get up to the line of scrimmage with uh six twenty nine remaining. Don't run a play and call a timeout, which, you know, like whatever, make sure you get your plays in. That's their last timeout. I believe. Is that right? No, no, no. The, the second timeout. Then the next play is a third and two. Aaron Jones runs up the middle to the Arizona 28 for eight yards. They run the clock down again at 541, call a timeout. That's where you sort of lose me on this timeout usage. <laughs> because 
you get you pick up the third down, you need to like ha- I mean have that first down play. Even if it's just you're just running Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon up the middle on that first down. That's and and they ended up doing that after the timeout, and Aaron Jones got 16 yards, and that's great. And you say, like, all right, you know, you re- use the timeout, but those timeouts could have been used when they were closer to the goal line yep. to make sure they didn't get a delay a game. It's almost like they were being, and this is good. You know, I, I realize you can you know say don't brag about the under or whatever breach, but this goes back to they are so methodical normally, and I think they were being extra methodical because they didn't have Devonte Adams or Alan Lazard and knew that if they shrunk the game and and forced Kyler Murray to sort of press, they might be able to steal one here, and they did just that. But I think it's still fair to ask what the hell's going on with the timeout usage. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that in that situation, because Aaron Rodgers called that one, and it was almost like he was saving Matt LaFleur from himself. Because on, So you have a third and two. If you take the delay game there and you don't call the timeout, it's third and seven. And say you only get one or two yards next player to throw an incomplete pass. Now you've put your coach in a situation where it's fourth and seven. Does he try a 57-yard field goal, or do you go for it on fourth and seven, or do you punt? Uh, from I think that would have been from the, the Cardinals – 40 yard line. So like it would have been a very dicey situation. Rogers is smart. I'm going to use my timeout. We're not moving back five yards from here. Uh, we're going to fix this on third and two. Cause I'm from the Cardinals, 40 yard line, fourth and seven. What do you think the Packers are doing? Punt field goal or go for it. Well, that actually leads me to my question that I ask often. Do we know if Matt LaFleur is a good coach? Like I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, he had, I I don't I don't think I don't think it's fair to suggest that Matt Lafleur is a bad coach because he's he but is, is he a good uh, coach? now I think uh, thirty three and seven to That's start right. his career in three years which he, is he's ahead of Don Shula Chuck Knox and George Seeper to start his career right ahead of, yeah I mean is there anybody he's not ahead of no he's number one <laughs> yeah I mean I mean look he it's like your buddy who married married, married rich you know like I mean you. Know, it's like, is he is he a good like is he a you know is he a handsome good like good good husband and father like well, right place know, but, you know, <laughs> right place right resources time. <laughs> like yeah. well I mean do you think if Aaron Rodgers quits at halftime that the Packers are winning this game with Jordan Love the well, handpicked successor but nobody is well right. I mean that's the point is that Rodgers carries this team I mean he's been playing uh, his best football since Lafleur got there so maybe that has something to do with it maybe Lafleur has inspired him and if that's the case then you have to give him all the credit but I think that Aaron Rodgers deserves uh, a ton of the credit because if you take him off this football team uh, what do you think the record is right now it, it's not seven and one it's Two probably yeah it's not good so that's what it comes down to yeah agreed um I mean, I think I think the, both of these teams are. I mean, this is, both of these teams are playoff bound. <laughs> uh, you can see on the YouTube show, yes, thirty three and seven. He has an eighty two point five winning percentage in the first two and a half years of his career. It's it's not. Now, I think it is all also interesting that the number four guy on this list who you didn't mention, George Seifert. I mentioned him. Okay, sorry, I didn't hear that. Uh, George Seifert, incredible winning percentage. You know. Won eighty percent of his games to start his first forty. Who's his quarterback? Yeah, like Lafleur took over this incredible st- a gold mine from Bill Correct. Walsh. Correct. Now look, well Don Shula, I believe when he started was with the Colts. I think he had Johnny Unitas. That's me trying to rack my old man brain. I think because he started with the Colts and, and Chuck Knox. He was before. He must have been before. Way before. I'm trying to think who he started with. I don't know that answer. 
The, but, but I mean, look, when, when LaFleur came in, everyone was like, oh, LaFleur and Rogers going to hate each other. Is it? And we were trying to find drama and these guys have succeeded. And, and Aaron Rodgers won the MVP last year and put up a monster campaign. And Matt LaFleur has, you know, with the exception of um, the, uh, the NFC title game where Rogers Madam has generally won him over, you know? Yeah. But I think that's fair to ask only because uh, I'm trying to look up who Chuck Knox's quarterback was. I don't even recognize this guy's name. 1973. I, we, because it felt like that Aaron Rodgers didn't go along with anybody. So it wouldn't have mattered unless they brought in uh Bernie from weekend at Bernie's Bernie Lomax to coach the yeah. team. If there was going to be some friction. But they seem – I will give Matt LaFleur credit. He doesn't back down from Aaron Rodgers, at least on the sidelines. And maybe Aaron Rodgers appreciates that. We haven't seen Aaron sort of go through the he, – he's not making faces at Matt LaFleur like he makes at the rookie wide receivers. Agreed. All right, so what do we think about the top of the NFC? Because I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessary to really hash out where – like where do we go from here with the Packers? Where do the Cardinals go from here? If we find out that – if we find out that – um Aaron Rodgers, I mean, excuse me, if Kyler Murray, sorry, I'm, I'm, if we find out Kyler Murray is hurt, that changes things. But in terms of the NFC, what do we think about these top teams and how they sort out, specifically the top five or maybe six teams? Before we move on to that, do we, did we talk about what – we still haven't talked about what A.J. Green was doing, did we? Well, um, he hasn't explained it. We need, we need a coach or someone post game to just throw him under the bus or to say <laughs> – I mean, that's that's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in a football game where the people were over the age of eight. That's why the Bengals let him walk. That is why the Bengals let him walk. Do we know who the backup quarterback is without looking for the Cardinals? He came in last week. He is. No, we don't. Breach. Three, two. He got signed last week, you said? No, he played last week against the Texans in that beatdown. Uh, no, I don't think I know. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I should have known that. We saw him on DFS earlier. So anyway, you mentioned how the, what does the NFC look like. I feel like, I mean, just looking at the top seven guys, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see all the teams. Green Bay, Arizona, Tampa Bay, Dallas, the Rams, the Saints, and the, the Vikings are all. No, now. don't include the Vikings in that. And maybe. The... What do you mean? Why not? I, I think these are the teams that are going. Uh, probably. I'm saying like, I want to. I'm Okay, here's. Let's figure out who is in the. If you're picking out. Let's rank our top teams, five. You know, no, 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 elite teams. Don't, it's not even your top five. It's I'm you, ranking my you top can make five. it two teams. You can make it one team. You can make it six teams. You can do whatever you want. I'm doing top four. You okay? Pick, <laughs> who's your elite tier of top four? Who, who's your elite tier? Well, like I told you at the top, my Super Bowl picks are still alive the Bills and the Packers. So, um, just with the NFC, obviously the Packers. I think Arizona's still there, Tampa Bay, Dallas, and that's I'll stop at those four. Like I, the Rams, I'd like, but I don't love. I, they sometimes don't blow the teams up. They should blow out, and sometimes they don't play at the level I expect them to. Um, so I think I think da- I like Dallas a lot. Their defense is probably slightly overrated, but it's still heads and uh, not heads and tails. It's leaps and bounds. That's what I was looking for. Better than it was a year ago. Tampa Bay. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. What I learned tonight is Green Bay. You don't bet against him, especially if, if Devontae Adams isn't playing because now they're seven and zero without Devontae Adams. And I like the Cardinals if they're healthy. But I think that the overarching story for me is you can't use injuries as an excuse anymore because the Packers just showed you can you can win with three and a half guys. Yeah. Uh, I like your top four, Wilson, but I'm going to go with my top five. Hashtag breaches best. That's going to be trending tomorrow on Twitter, I bet. All right. uh, I don't even have it in the order of the NFC playoff standings. 
I am sticking with that Cowboys at number one. What are you doing? I, the Cowboys are my top what? team. I've been, I've been, I've been saying it the last few weeks. I'm been sticking with the, the last year. Cowboys at one, Packers at two, Buccaneers at three, Cardinals at four, Rams at five. That's okay. my top five. All right, fair enough. So I'm I not mean, doing a top five. See, that's it. But you didn't, you didn't do the exercise as requested. What was the exercise as requested? Who are your elite? Yeah, those five. Those are five, those elite? five teams are making the playoffs. <laughs> well, that's the difference. So for me, I would say it is Tampa Bay, Green Bay. This is going to sound disrespectful, but I don't care. Tampa Bay, Green Bay, the Rams, and Dallas are in the first tier. And now that the Cardinals have won, I can move them down a slight tier. They're in a tier. They're in a tier by themselves in the second tier. I, I just I, look. I have. I just have questions. I. The Cardinals have let people down before, especially at the end of the year. So I want to see, I want to see how they respond to this. I want to see how healthy Kyler Murray is. They tanked pretty bad when Kyler Murray got hurt last year. They're five and two last year, and they finished eight and eight. Right, exactly. So let's. let's and this is the exact same out. thing that happened. Kyler Murray got banged up. Yes, hashtag breaches best. Kyler Murray got banged up, and then they struggled down the stretch. So if this is any sort of, it doesn't even have to be a serious if it, injury. If it's something that hampers him either running or hampers him throwing, then they're in trouble. Co- correct. And so let's. And the Cardinals have played not a ton of division games. No, 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 no. Timothy, somebody in YouTube chat says so much disrespect of Arizona. It's none, but it's a little I think, bit like. I think Timothy's right. I think we're. Not you, because I, I still had them number two. I think you might be overreacting to this loss. It wasn't even a bad loss. They lost by three points. Granted, the team was undermanned on the other side of the ball, but Aaron Rodgers was still there. Ryan, and, can I ask you one question? Yeah, go ahead. This reminds me, this is going to be your Browns-Broncos question from a couple Thursday games ago. At any point in this game, after the Packers took the lead, did you think the Packers were going to lose? No. Okay. But that's just the way that Aaron Rodgers came out. Also, one of the things we talk about, and so these types of games is that if the, if the Packers are down 14 points at halftime, Aaron Rodgers is going to quit. So maybe that was the pep talk they gave before the game. And, and Aaron said, listen, if you guys goof off and get it down by two scores, I'm out at halftime. <laughs> so they're like, all right, we'll play. And, but no, I, you're right. I, I didn't feel like that, but they also look, they whooped up on Cleveland, Arizona did 37, 14. They beat the Rams by 17 points. They beat the Titans in week one. That was a different Titans team, of course. Uh, and they beat the Vikings by one point. Uh, that they should two. have lost on a field goal that the kicker missed from inside 35 yards. But again, that's like to to Brent's Br- point. They still the under still hit. I mean, you can't help AJ Green not turn it around. It is what it is. But they blew out the other teams, the Browns, the Titans, and the Rams, and, and that's noteworthy when their only loss is by what was it, three points or whatever? Yeah. Tonight, no, I, in fact, maybe it's maybe it's even maybe the way I'll do it is I'm going to put uh, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and the Rams in All the, the what's that? You're just gonna ride all the bays. Bays here. Yeah. <laughs> Bay, is this called Bayesian game theory? Classic Prince. Oh, look at look at he just looked that up. Way to go. <laughs> I just did it off the cuff. I don't even see anything under Bayesian. Come on, man. So I'm gonna put Tampa. I'm gonna I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna do Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and the Rams in the in the top tier by themselves. And the reason I'm including them there is that we have seen all three of those teams in the last what, three years advanced advanced to a deep point of the playoffs, right? Like the, the Rams are to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. The Packers have been to back-to-back NFC championship games. The Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. And then I'm going to put right below them in a second tier, two really good teams with one loss, the Cowboys and the Cardinals. But I, I need to, you know, you got you to see it. You know, got to validate it. Uh, after that, I'm going to have 
New Orleans in its own tier because I trust Sean Payton and I don't trust Jameis Winston, but they are four and two and they have such a leg up on these other teams. Well, I, I just, the, the Debo just took the graph down, but I defy you to find a team that's going to threaten the Saints for either the sixth or seventh spot. Well, that's those... what I'm saying. I think the Saints are definitely going to the playoffs. That's why they're in their own tier. Yeah. And then I think basically you can say Minnesota, Carolina. Minnesota is probably the best team out of, but Minnesota, Carolina, Chicago, Atlanta, or maybe it's Minnesota with with New Orleans. Why know. are you talking Carolina? Well, bring the graphic back up, Debo. You think? But my point is, like, you think they have a chance? No, not at all. Oh, but, okay. I mean, I mean, they, I mean, by virtue of the numbers, they do. Well, right. As we sit you here. Sure, YouTube comments, so you can't bring it back up. My, all right. I tell you, yeah, all right. Here's what I'll do. Three tier, three teams up top, the Bays plus the Rams. The tier <laughs> two is the Cowboys and the Cardinals. Tier three is the Vikings and the Saints. All right. And let me ask you this. That, tier, tier, just wait a second. Tier one, just on aggregate, what's the, what the chances those three teams collectively go, go to the, the Super Bowl? Oh, um, uh, I don't know, probably like 25% or 30%. So what's tier two? Because that's the Cardinals and the Cowboys. So two teams that I think should be pretty close to that percentage. I, I was aggregating the three together. Oh, no. Like you you feel like there's a 75% chance that the Rams go or the, you know, or the whatchamacallits go or whoever else is in there. Oh, um, oh of those three teams? Oh, I think it's a probably closer to. Okay. So Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and the LA. Rams. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, LA. That's right. Um, I think there is a, I mean, if, if you, if you gave me whatever the odds were for a 50% chance that one of those teams goes, I would yeah. absolutely take it. All right. And what about the Cardinals? Arizona, Dallas, probably 25 combined. All right. I mean, All you right. wouldn't, you wouldn't take Arizona and Dallas. You wouldn't take Arizona, Dallas and New Orleans against no. Green Bay, Tampa Bay and the Rams. No, of course right, not. Exactly. Um, I mean, I take the field against those three. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, in that third tier, I'm going to go New Orleans and Minnesota because, in my opinion, this next tier, which is basically is a big glob of teams, Atlanta, Chicago, Carolina. I have to put San Francisco there right now. I think they're better than those other teams, but I don't – Washington, Philly. They're all in this fourth tier where which one is shaped of them, like a It's shaped like a turd emoji. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a <laughs> swirly poop emoji. But, like, if one of those teams got hot and just ripped oh, off on. some wins, all of a sudden they could seal a playoff berth for Minnesota. There's one team that can get hot. You want to guess? Uh, 49ers? <laughs> Stop it. The Eagles? Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's the Falcons. I think that's it. Uh, Falcons, that's, that's fine. But that's still... Uh, who did the Falcons just play in the last two games? I don't know. They beat the, they beat the Dolphins by the skin of their teeth. In, I don't know who they played before that. Who they played before that? Uh, I don't, I, at this point, I can't remember who the Jets. Oh, oh, that's right. In London, right? Was that in, Lo- in London? London. They beat the Jets in London, they beat the Falcons barely, oh. and, and, and then they and then they also beat the Giants. Those are their three wins. Yeah, I mean the 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 Panthers. <laughs> uh, breach, punted it. Oh, so I know. So uh, this is again. We're on, we're live on YouTube. We sometimes we you know these late night. Uh, Podcast, we answer, we look at questions in the chat. Uh, someone named Gord with a Fozzie Bear emoji. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, waka, waka is asking, who are these three guys? How much college and pro ball coaching experience do they have? Well, Gord, um, well, just answer none. Hold on, but wait, okay. Do you have coaching experience? Well, Breach punted in college. Punted in college. I played baseball in college. I coached Little League. I won back-to-back titles with the sorority flag football team in college. I coached a softball team. 
Yeah, Look, I, I'm not taking crap from somebody who's a, might, whose avatar is a fuzzy the bear emoji. Like, if you want to, you want to, you want to, you want people to take you seriously, and you jump into, oh, into a YouTube chat with a fuzzy <laughs> bear emoji. Like, who are these guys? And what is their? Yeah, just he's just asking a question. He said, "You guys." Did he say these jabronis or these clowns? Which he certainly could have said. I, I'm fine with him asking the question. I think the and, assertion that that any of oh, this twice now, and we learned uh, that you won sorority flag football competition. Yeah, that's right, twice. <laughs> Gord's, Gord's on the ledger, baby. <laughs> I especially the Holly in last night, right? Waka yeah. waka. He's good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Clarence. Okay. Uh, by the way, hit the like button. Press the like button if you're hanging out in the chat. It takes. I don't know. It doesn't take less than a second. Just whoop. imagine. Look at it this way: How lazy must you be to not be willing to lift a finger to hit oh, the like? Sorry, button? Gord. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to insult you. Then I, I thought yeah. we, we have no experience. Is the answer? Sorry. And Gord, you have to understand. Brinson takes everything as being a personal front, and I think it just dates back to his childhood. Whereas Breach and I are willing to give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. So, by hey, Debo, male Gord, a pint glass. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, okay. so the, now there's no 150 likes to get a pint class. It's just insult Brinson. <laughs> and then when bad. he goes off on you, you get one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm team Gord. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, man. I, yeah, I tried uh, to ask yeah, it. Yeah. I got a little over my skis on that one. All right. We are at, uh, it looks like we're at 115 likes. If we get to 150, wow. D, yes, I'm very sensitive. Okay. If we get to 150, if, if there's more than 150 people watching the show. So press the like button. I even went to the page and pressed the like button myself. To get us there, because I want y'all to get stuff. If, if we give away, if we can get these giveaways out, then we can get better giveaways. <laughs> yeah, breaches based on breaches. Please take the crappy gifts so we can get the good gifts out on into the. Uh... No, this is a giant pyramid scheme. Exactly, <laughs> that's what we're running. Uh, so hit one like thousand likes, Brinson will come over to your house. Oh, and mock- no, no, of course. Oh, he's a, oh god, I thought he was a NC State fan. He's a uh, no. Green Bay Packers fan. Um, yeah. I didn't mean to insult you, Gord. My apologies. Oh my God. We're, we're all hashtag Gord Strong. I know. It's un- unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if I'm you're sorry, listening, anybody listening to this audio, on, on the, co- the commenters I know, are coming. The audio to- people are going to be so confused right now. Well, the okay. commenters are coming to Gord's defense because Brent's Under, understandably, Gord, I apologize. Three I weeks from now, the higher ups are going to call Debo and be like, all right, we need you to make a YouTube cut and an audio cut, and you're going to add like six hours of work to Debo's life. That's fine. Oh, look, I see those lights going up. Come on, hit that like button. Let's get a pint glass out. You want to add six hours of work to Debo's job? Make him mail a pint glass. So, um, anything else we want to touch on before we dive into uh, a little overtime? Hashtag Gordstrom. Um, How many points did the Packers win that game by if Devontae Adams plays? 40? Ah, I, you know, I actually, this is going to sound crazy. I think that Devonte Adams not being there, sort of. You know, I mean, sometimes this happens where you sort of have to recalibrate how you want to approach a game plan. He was six and zero. Aaron Rodgers was without Devonte. Seven Adams. now. Seven well, it now. definitely adds. It makes the Packers' offense gameplay more mysterious because you don't know who Rodgers is going to go to. Yeah. Well, exactly. so uh, so to that point, they did a lot of things differently. Um, in the first half, they targeted Aaron Jones had seven targets in the first half. Finished with eleven targets. Seven catches, uh, 51 yards, I believe. He could have had 130 receiving yards in that game. He dropped that long one down the thing where Isaiah Simmons made a great play. Uh, had another one down the field that, that was uh, that was dropped. And they they decided to like, – A.J. Dillon was a big part of this game plan. Like a big part of this game plan. He led the team in – I know he led him in rushing yards. I'm pretty sure he led him in He's rushing attempts, right? 
Yeah, he had um, 16 rushing attempts, 78 yards. Jones had 15 uh, rushing attempts, 59 yards. Dylan was – they decided to put Dylan back there. And that, that was, they had dialed back – after he fumbled last week, they dialed back his snap count. And they put him in there in this game and said, look, man, you're a second year back. You're you know a big part of our team moving forward. We need you to run the ball effectively. And, to fight. and he fought for every yard. They put a they ran uh, end arounds with Amari Rogers. They used unknown wide receivers. They ran the the ball. They ran the snap the the play clock all the way down on every single play. And it was I thought it was a very well executed game plan by Green Bay to go into Arizona to to shorten the shorten the game. The defense played its tail off, and they ran really well. And so they I that's just that's that's to, back to the little floor thing. That's good coaching, man. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's hard. You can't tell if he's a bad coach. I just wonder, you know, how good of a coach he is. But whatever he, I mean, his record speaks for itself. And you are as our, you are what your record says you are. As Bill Parcells likes to say, thank you, Bruce. Um, okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna wrap up the podcast in a second. We're gonna look at the games upcoming. Oh, quickly, I just saw this. This just came out. Cardinals wide receiver AJ Green announced his retirement in the middle of his route during fourth quarter versus Packers. From uh, Fake Sports Center on Twitter. Oh, that was fake, but here's a real quote. Is that the one Cliff. you wanted Diva to do earlier? <laughs> what we were talking about, we didn't get to it. Here's a real quote from Cliff Kingsbury, really quick on that play. Kingsbury said, uh, I'm, I'm, asked, sorry for, I'm sorry for AJ Green's family. He was asked friends. about the play he ball. He said, quote, Yeah, I mean, we feel like it's a safe throw. If AJ knew the route to run, it was the right place to go with the ball, just didn't communicate on some level, and then the guy made a good play. That was just Kingsbury dunking on AJ Green. Wait well. a second, he he sort of ran the right route. He just didn't turn around. I mean, say, say, I mean that's the key read, part of the route. If you're running, <laughs> read, you need, you read, know? read the first part of the quote again. I mean, we feel like it's a safe throw if AJ knew the route to run. I mean, part of the route is inherently turning around to catch the ball. Well, yeah, that's what Breach just said. I get that part. I mean. That that's guy's a key been, part of the route. That's like arguably the most important part of the route. The man's been running routes. What year was he drafted? 2012, same as Andy Dalton? 2011. 2011. So he's been running routes. For, he, was, he was drafting the. But it's was, his first year with the Cardinals. So stop it. He's been running uh, routes for 11. Still taken no, in 2011. He didn't understand the play call, is what I'm saying. Uh, he's been running routes for I'm not 11 years. Him. It's, it's just. He's, he's actually probably been running it for longer than that, but. 11 years in the NFL. college, too. 11 look, years man, in the NFL. AJ, AJ Green is a good dude who has uh, you know had to deal with playing in Cincinnati for his entire career. That's a tough <laughs> spot to be in. No one wants to do that. He went to the playoffs 50% of the time during his time in Cincinnati. He never won a play. He's never won a playoff game in his entire he won a playoff game. He's probably a Hall of Famer doesn't have a, a it doesn't have a, a playoff win. That's hard to do. That's absurd. Well he's trying to keep that streak going with the way he played at the end of that game. But but the, I always come back to last year in Joe Burrow's rookie year. And look, man, whatever. If the Bengals franchise tag AJ Green kind of yeah, stuck stuck him in this bad spot, and he wasn't happy about it. Didn't want to get hurt after he got you know, ripped his leg up at that crappy Dayton field they played on. Podcast but, bingo got Brenton to talk about the Bengals. Good job. <laughs> um, but he he clearly checked out last year. Well, oh, I yeah, know. I mean That's it not, is what it is. Yeah, it, like that was a route. That last route tonight looked like the like a, a big. Except uh, the Bengals were route. bad last year. This is checking out against the seven <laughs> and one team like, on the final play. The biggest play of the season to right. <laughs> So, um, that's, that's all I had. I, I was just, I'm glad okay. to bring that, that uh, quote in. But my point was going to be, we'll talk about the MVP. We'll talk about the games coming up for these teams. And then we're going to do overtime yeah. where we hang out and answer any questions 
you guys might have about uh, life, love, <laughs> football, uh, the, I don't know, White Lotus, whatever. It is. I guess that's old now. But you know what I'm saying. You can answer you guys, any question in the YouTube chat. Drop it in there. We will answer it. Start dropping them now. Uh, we'll wrap up this conversation in the podcast, and then we'll do YouTube-only answers where we uh, we we take uh, we take chat questions. Uh, so, and by the way, keep hitting that like button. Somebody said I get paid by the minute. What are we doing here? Oh God, he'd have been retired years ago if that were the oh, case. God. I'd, be, I'd be on an island right now. I mean, it'd be AJ greening it in the on an island, just not not looking at anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So for the Packers, they have coming up on they're off. What a uh, wait, wait, the, the ten day buy. Sorry, mini buy. Um, they are at the Chiefs, Seahawks at home on November fourteenth, which we're gonna loosely pencil in Russell Wilson at the Vikings and Rams at home. Man, that is a brutal. Five game stretch starting with tonight before you get to the bye. This is kind of a key win. I mean, they're a good. Wait team. a second. The Chiefs, I mean, we keep propping I them mean, up. Still playing an arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes. Right? Have you seen the Chiefs defense? And Russell Wilson, even if he's back, he's going to have. What's, not- what's the over under on that Packers Chiefs game? 70. I don't know, though. Brinson just pointed out that they're slow, so slow moving. The Packers are actually a perfect team to take down the Chiefs. Are they, they're not favored in Kansas City, are they? Wait, the, the Chiefs have lost four times this year. I mean, would you, if Patrick Mahomes was an underdog at home, would you bet on him or would you take the? I need to see that. So, I mean, if I'm making, if the wins are Wilson spread as we sit here right now, is Chiefs minus three? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's like Chiefs minus seven or anything. Oh, it's, no. It's like, I, I'm trying to, I might, I mean, Packers will run all over Kansas City. So, I don't know if, I mean, you love the Rams more than I do, but that, that'll be a tough game. But that that game's in. I'm saying those are that's a Chiefs, Seahawks, Vikings, Rams is not an easy stretch. All right, so they've already won the Cardinals. So the, this next four games, I feel like three and one happens seventy percent of the time. That's a great call. I like that. <clears throat> All right, they, they could definitely go two and two, but I I, I would bank on three and one. I mean, you we say it's a hard stretch, but only one of those next four teams are even above five hundred. So it's like they, they feel like very winnable games now. Like at the beginning of the season, maybe not, but now they do. It, it this this four stretch this four game stretch looks a lot easier than it did uh, even four hours ago. <laughs> Before the Cardinals game, you're like, oh, they're gonna lose that game. So now they're really gonna have their backs up against it. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they go three and one or four and oh here. Uh, yeah. and they'll get they'll have uh, Yeah, I guess I guess two or yeah, the Seahawks and Rams are at home. They'll have Devonta back, they'll have Lizard Man back. I'm just yeah, I mean, I'm not saying team. they're going to lose a bunch of games. I'm just saying that's a. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm just again speculating. I think Tanya might be out for a while, so I don't know how. By the way, that catch that wasn't a catch by Mercedes Lewis. That was amazing. <laughs> I wish he's got his big feet inbound. His size 19 feet. That was I think amazing. it was uh, Ben Gretsch that uh, said, um, that "If if somebody catches a ball like that with one arm with one hand." You should the rules should change. You should only have to get one foot in as well. I I tend to agree with that. Yeah, that was that was wonderful. But so the Packers are, uh, I mean they're uh, seven and one. They haven't had their bye yet. If they go to worst case, they go two and two in the stretch, right? Feels excuse me, feels like it. So probably gonna be nine and three. Worst case, going to the bye. You're feeling great about the division. You're feeling great about the NFC. You're you're in a really good position. So let's look at the Arizona Cardinals. 
as Devo and I both bring it up. Hmm. Substantially easier, I think. Assuming Kyler Murray is healthy. They have they're at the 49ers. By the way, Breach made that, not Gretch. You stole Breach's tweet about the one-handed catch. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I know I looked up both and Gretch wrote the exact same thing, and we wrote it at the exact same time, both at 9:32 p.m. Like at the exact same instant. Oh, Breach stole it. Never mind. It's more likely that Breach stole it and tweeted it. You're right. I take that back. My bad. All right, here we go. I mean, this is the exact uh, same. Plagiarism. Bleach, you've been outed for plagiarism on Nash, uh, national television. I just showed you both tweets. I wouldn't have done that if that was the case. Or at Valerius and Metadata. Sorry. All right. Well, I mean, let's, let's finish up the podcast. We'll get to the nonsense afterwards. <laughs> so uh, for the Cardinals at San Francisco, which I assume Wilson and Breach believe they will win. Yeah. Versus Carolina and at Seattle. Russ should be back for that at Seattle game. But what's he going to look like? Is my question. And just because you have a pen taken out, of, just because you have a pen taken out of your surgically repaired finger, I don't know if you're going to look like the the quarterback of old. Oh my God, look at this! Schedule. But but that that Russell Wilson game is after the Packers game, so that first game back with the pen out will probably be against the Packers. Maybe not full fully healthy, but then the Cardinals is the next week, so he has another week of recovery time. So I think the Cardinals are going to get the better version of Russell Wilson. Would agree with that. Unless um, he gets beaten to death by the you know the, the Packers defense. I mean, I, mean, I, I think there's an outside shot. I, this, I, this sounds crazy, but I think there's an outside shot that they go one and two here. There's an outside shot, but I mean, who? I think wait. two and one is probably. The, I I think they'll drop one of those division games on the road. They'll beat the Panthers at home. Panthers are terrible. Assuming full Kyler health, it's probably two and one, possibly one and two. Preach, do you know off the top of your head what the how do the Cardinals usually play against the 49ers? Because I don't. You seem to know those sorts of things. Uh, I do not. Oh, okay. So I know sometimes this is a weird sort of matchup. But I know that uh, Kyle Shanahan does not have a great NFC West record. <laughs> but I think... Don't tell Brinson. <laughs> I think these two have been pretty even. No. I mean, they played earlier this year and Cardinals won 17-10. Yeah, it actually has been pretty even. Going back to 2018, it looks like um, it is three. I mean, it's, it's not a layup game. That's yeah. that's the point, though. It's this four is, and three. Going back to 2018, the records are four and three. It's on the road. They certainly could lose it. Lean towards the 49ers. I thought it was one of those things where it was like eight to eight and zero or something. I, no. I think I think with two two division games on the road, if we're assuming Russell Wilson is playing in that Seattle game, I think. Um, I think two and one is uh, probably likely. Yeah. Yeah. But after the bye, I mean, there's a bunch of layups outside of the Rams game and the Colts. The final three games aren't easy. No, that's true. And then, but here's uh, the thing. Four tough games on that stretch. They, look, they're definitely going to the playoffs. They're definitely they, going to the playoffs. No, right? they're definitely going to the playoffs. So if they don't go to the playoffs, it'd be one of the, like worst collapses in NFL all right, all right, history. I, I, just, just let's let's play devil's avocado for worst case scenario here. I hate this. avocados, and you know who else hates avocados? Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Exactly. Well, let's play devil's Kyler Murray avocado. So the listen, mush. they'll get to the bye week with nine wins. You only need. So let's, say, say, let's say they go one and two in those in those three games. That's not crazy. Okay, then you're going to get to nine wins with the Bears so and the you're Lions. Eight, you're eight and three, and then you get to ten wins with the Bears and the Lions by week fifteen, and then you're in. And at this point, you're ten and seven. Which would be really disappointing after seven and zero, but still. But I think it, it, 
not the only thing, but you're not getting home field advantage as the number one seed. Uh, as we sit here, you need the the Packers to lose some games anyway. So you're sort of playing for second place, literally and and you know figuratively. You're playing behind the, the Packers. So you get into the playoffs at, at ten wins, worst case scenario. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, and we're not saying that's going to happen there, Arizona. Just that, you know, if if Kyler's banged up and disrespectful, well, McCoy. All right, that's it's perfectly respectable. <laughs> that is the podcast version of the show. Thanks for listening. If you want to hang out with us in overtime live on YouTube, you can do so. YouTube.com slash pick six. Hit the like button if you're watching right now. We are, oh my God. If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit the friggin' like button. We're six likes away from a giveaway. Someone can own a pint glass from this podcast. How dare you? Wilson and Breach, if you hit the like button, go give these people their pint glass. I've hit it with all seven of my YouTube accounts. That is oh, the least surprising thing I've heard tonight, that you have seven YouTube accounts. Who doesn't? Thanks for listening. Come hang out with us on YouTube. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the alarm button. Or the, the alert button. I guess alarm is a bad word. And uh, we'll see you guys in overtime. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.